Hello, I'm Laura Castleton, U.S. Head of Portfolio Construction and Strategy at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of brighter futures for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber, back at post nine of the New York Stock Exchange. Pre-markets read on an unusually busy week. A third of the S&P reporting earnings, central bank decisions, including the Fed, a jobs number, an OPEC meeting. Uh, Two-year yield is uh, back to four and a quarter. Our roadmap today begins with a test of that rally. About 20 percent, as we said, of the S&P reporting this week, including Apple, Meta, Amazon and Alphabet. Plus, we're keeping an eye on the EVs, so to speak. Tesla shares, well, they're coming off their best week since 2013. And then their shares of Lucid up sharply on Friday and again this morning on these acquisition rumors. And back at the White House, well, they're uh, delivering a bit of a broadside to Big Oil's big buybacks. Let's begin with the Eagles going back to the Super Bowl after winning the championship five years ago, as you know by now, 31 to 7 over the Niners, a classic showdown now uh, between what some argue, Jim, two best teams in the league. Yeah, two best teams. And though Andy Reid was an unbelievable coach, friend, uh, introduced me to Tyler Roseman, unbelievable general manager, friend, best HOF general manager. I Look, I think it's going to be uh, fantastic, good matchups. Uh, and uh, congratulations both also to the Niners, who tried hard without a real quarterback, and to the Bengals, who tried hard, except for when you hit someone illegally. Yes. Um, people talking about 240 yards of penalties between the two championship yeah. games. Yeah. The refs it, were active. Yeah, these are supposed to be let them play, but the, these were nasty. Uh, the Niners really lost control of themselves in the game, and it was, it was unappealing, and it was, it was shocking. They're a better team than that. But uh, look, we got one more to win. But thank you for mentioning it. Uh, box was rocking, and uh, <laughs> I just enjoyed the game. I mean, you always enjoy a game when Ned Siegel drops by, right? Form up. Oh, That's my wife and me, Lisa. Sure. Who wouldn't former, want to see Ned Siegel? No, former Siegel. <laughs> oh, started. I met a guy. He said, "No, we just." But I'm saying there were Niner fans. No offense to Ned, but really, I just cares? like him because he took on Musk. Oh, he took- so you know, Brett Taylor took on Musk. So where's Brett Taylor? Why wasn't he in the box? Uh, yeah, you no, got but, a lot of unemployed friends. But, you want to bring them all? All you know, I just mentioned bring them to the game. It's like, hey, I see some. They travel. But anyway, we had a great time. We had a great time, and uh, look, it's not over. No, no, no. We're gonna. But Andy Reid is a great man. So. We're happy for Reid. Uh, oh, Nick, the Empire State Coach Building, Nick. by the way. Don't know what's up with that. Went green. That's the, ridiculous. The Queen's borough president well, said to the Manhattan borough president, get your borough under control. Yeah, what is going on with that? Yeah, I'm sorry. As a Jets fan, obviously, I thought it was someone who will never the see the Super Bowl. That's, the that's Jets still powers. offensive. Yes. Yeah, so that was so, so stupid. That's some sort of weird dream that somebody has years from now when we make it to the Super Bowl, which post, will never happen. Post-Apple. Uh, yeah, post-apocalyptic. Of course, they later did go red for the Chiefs. Yeah. A lot of chatter about the Kelsey Bowl. Uh, CNN well, with a piece today about Hall of Famers. their mom, the first mom to have two sons play against each other. Well, first the mom to have two HOFs, I yeah. believe. They're it's definitely going to be Hall of Fame. Uh, and I think you're, you're two-point favorites, as you tweeted earlier. Yeah, it was, came, out, came out flat. I don't know why. It was 
straight up. And then two-point, I think it's going to stay two-point unless we hear, you know, look, obviously Mahomes did not have a high ankle sprain. That, that was the big canard of the weekend. He, he had some sort of problem with his ankle, but high ankle sprain, he would not be walking. So let's just move on. I know, especially that last scramble. Right. Suddenly, he saved it all for that last yes. one. Suddenly, so the, he's the doing like 4 3 40 the speed. Last time I'm going to go into this, but uh, when the 49ers quarterback Purdy went down, they were working endlessly on his elbow and his wrist, and he was questionable. When you have the guy come back in, he couldn't throw more than five yards, so you had Kittle neutralized, and that was really the game. Yeah, that was it. At the second year, everybody moved forward. Incredible weekend of ball. Uh, the street, meantime, uh, gearing up for a very busy week, as we said, central bank policy decisions, a slew of earnings, especially when it comes to tech. Big names out uh, due with quarterly results, as we said, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Meta. Meantime, the NAS up to a strong start this year, 11%. Uh, so far, year-to-date, Jim, one of the best months in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a lot of this. Mike Wilson's right. There is some short covering, and a lot of this is that these stocks dropped a great deal, Mike Wilson being the principal bear of the year. But the one thing I would say is, is that when you get stocks down after 13 months of going down, they, they can indeed rally. This is more of a Tesla rally than I'd like because now Tesla's at 44 times earnings. David, you know that there was a lot of animal spirits to this. Not a it lot was. I wonder, if, I wonder if we underestimated just how much tax loss selling took place at the end of the yes. year. Because, I mean, some of these moves are truly remarkable. Not just Tesla, 44%. And obviously there is some news behind it in terms of the earnings report that we got, the price cuts and the idea that that will stimulate demand. But, I mean, you, you, Alibaba's up 34%. Right. All right, that may be China. Amazon's up 22%. Warner Brothers Discovery is up 57%. Blackstone. Lucid, Lucid is up, does that in a day. Well, we'll talk right. Lucid in a minute. Blackstone is up 29%. I mean, the, the moves in some of these stocks, there's Block, I figured. You know, take a look yeah. at what that thing has done. Those, Jim, I don't know what you, you know. You NVIDIA could, you, has a story. NVIDIA, that, again, that's, that's, chat. that's another one. That's I put chat. these together. I mean, these moves are incredible for, no, they for are. what is it, 20 days? Of tra- I don't even know how many trading days we've had so far. You had to get in maybe. there after the tax loss. I mean, tax losses were monstrous. Must the have been. Maybe it was incredible. If you followed that strategy and knew where that loss was very sig- tax loss selling was very significant, you're very happy. You know, you're you're you- absolutely right, because the, the common theme of these was that they were down a lot. Yeah. It's not that their earnings turned out to be... Much better. It's just a flip of a calendar, though. That's all it took well, to I, have these kinds of moves. I think that people, there's been a bull market since October when rates peaked and yeah. it, 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 the dollar peaked and also interest rates peaked. And it's been a, a narrow rally, uh, but it's not been a FANG rally. And now it's broadening out. But I think that this is about the end of FANG, finally. I mean, it's just, you know, I coined it 10 years ago this week. Wow. And I just think it's just nothing. They're nothing, they're just stocks. And that's what is you got to explain what that means. Like, well, I mean, just saying it's the end of this and it's what? Why? Because I don't think I think that Thursday, which is allegedly monumental because it is Apple and Alphabet uh, and Amazon is not. I mean, we care about other stocks. Those stocks have been awful, uh, except for Apple. They've cost you a lot of money and we don't really care. And that's the strength of this rally is that there's the irrelevant group. That's manna from hell, uh, not heaven. I mean, uh, B of A over the weekend said it's actually an interesting time when going large cap tech is contrarian uh, at a time where Chad GPT is really the, shows the signs of a new secular story. This Bloomberg piece on Apple's AR VR product, some engineers there at the company 
think it could eventually surpass the iPhone well, as their home. That would be something. That, look, Apple's not expensive like the well. The, we don't know what the other's going to do. You know, I was reading through some of the uh, alphabet, the Google uh, government, the SEC's, the Justice Department's report. Okay. You mean I'm going I, after the ad business? Yeah, I'm not sure. That I, I want to retract my uh, a lot of th- positive things I've said about what these guys were up to. And I'll have more on that later. But uh, so you, you're having you're you're formulating just, a somewhat different opinion well, in terms of the government's argument let, against let's, let's alphabet. I think Assistant Attorney General uh, Kanner has more of the goods than I've ever seen. Project Bernanke. I'm working on this. Okay. There's a lot to say. 180 pages. Got to really know it. But uh, I think uh, Alphabet is uh, ill-advised in the way they've handled this lawsuit. Their arrogance, kind of shocking. You don't need arrogance right now. Bad call. Bad call. Solid Democrat. Smart guy. Paul Weiss. Real good. Not a joker. The Alphabet people, arrogant. Same as old. No change. We're fine. They're bad. Stupid narrative. Well, it's going to take years regardless, right? It took eight years last time. Microsoft, but, uh, it took, yeah, forever. And, but Alphabet this time is, uh, when you talk with them, world changes a lot in eight kind years. of like they make fun of you. They make fun of me. Like, hey, Jim, here's our statement. We're right, they're wrong. Now, that doesn't cut it. You know, that's kind of, you know what that's like? Remember when Balmer had those things, bad things to say about Janet Reno? Yeah. Well, if they get personal and tell me that Canner's an idiot, well, I mean, I, that was my law firm. They're not real. You know, at Paul Weiss, they have that same mantra. We're not idiots. Stay arrogant. Arrogant worked for Microsoft. Set them back 10 years. Bomber. The bomber era. You've always been a big fan of the bomber era. Yeah. What's uh, up with that, right? David? Yeah, I'm, the known bomber as, era. I'm known as a big it's bomber like when, era fan. When Chip Kelly played, you know, he was coach of the Eagles. It was the Kelly era. It's true. I, well, I never get tired of watching... Uh, bomber and the cheerleading. Well, it's okay. He owns a team. Yeah. It's more than we can say about ourselves. And his dance, the, the monkey dance. Yeah. yeah. But we'll talk more about Google as I do a little more work. Yeah, I want to hear about that. Uh, no, I'm uh, looking forward to that too. But I want to come back to this, this Fang Google call you're making because Fang so oh, far this just, year, they're not Fang relevant. so far this year has been very relevant if well, you owned it because you've done extremely well. Oh, well, good. Maybe you ring the register on some of them. I know. You're now Mr. Industrials. I love the Did you come up with an acronym for that yet? The industrials? No, I'm not going to curse them with another one. I'm one and done. I had a real good one, and now I move on. You had a good 10-year run yeah, with I had a good one. But that's over. You did the greatness of it being over is that if we can talk about it forever and yet all the money's being made and other stocks. Now, NVIDIA is, you know, there was, there's questions about how the chips are getting to China. Mm-hmm. It's hard to stop China. I mean, you could just say, listen, we're going to do a, a, a Cuba-like embargo. No way. But that was hard. Cuba is not that big. How do you embargo the best chips we have? How do you, like, the Chinese can go buy them. I remember, you know, even in the 50s with Eric Gambler's books, there's called Pickling. The Chinese have always been able to figure out what they need. That was like you're seven referring, years ago. You're referring now to the Wall Street Journal story. No, you're that referring to Eric Gambler. It's a great. I don't, I don't know who that is. Eric Gambler? Eric who? Gambler. No, Eric Gambler. I don't know. I, and I would assume most of our audience has no idea who he is either. What, you okay. want to tell us? Oh, he's just a great writer about, you know, you get people over, you know. It, it's what did like, he write about? It's like our man, Havana, you know. It's like Graham Greene. Okay. It's very much like Graham Greene. Oh, okay. Okay. I know him. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I just think that Jensen Wong has come up with something. This was, this turns out to be what I didn't see. When I said, please paint me a landscape uh, of Cezanne, I didn't realize that that was this. Yes. And when I was talking, you know, and I asked it to speak about 
Shakespeare. I didn't know that was this. You're it's, talking AI. Yeah, but with, right now it's a parlor game. But you can imagine, you pull up to Wendy's, and this asks you what you want. It's going to offer you everything. It speaks every single language. It never gets the order wrong, and then you move on. But, you know, it's funny. Wendy's and McDonald's, they've, they've like, no, we need the personal touch. <laughs> the personal touch. How's the personal touch when you pull up and you want the, the Baconator? I like the Baconator. What's that? No, the Baconator. You know, the Baconator. Huh? The Baconator. How about if you go up to the chat sheet? I want the Baconator. Double cheese? No, thank you. Okay. Pull up. Okay. I get it. Right. You're talking about the actual uses of AI well, in situations Versus when my like wife tries food. to get a Baconator. How, how frustrating. It's amazing how we come back to Lisa and the Baconator. <laughs> well, I'm just using that it? as an example. All roads, all roads lead to Lisa and it's the It's just Baconator. an example. I mean, no, for I heaven's sake. Okay, when she, when she goes to McDonald's, she wants a you know, double cheeseburger. I mean, I don't know. You uh, can do whatever you want. We start off talking about NVIDIA being up 37%. Uh, we end up somehow on Lisa and the Baconator. Well, there you go. It's amazing Well, how you, you can go. do that. How does she get away with being that thin and still eating that bacon here? <laughs> Thank incredible. you, John Oliver. There, put that in. You're hitting all the right notes today. You are. You're yeah, good. well, you know, that's what happens if you've you got, got at one least more another day. good day or two of marriage ahead of you. Well, at least. Very solid. Very solid marriage. Thick ice. <laughs> I don't even. How do we get here, Carl? Uh, sure. How do I'm we? looking for ways out. Yeah. Um, Always. One thing is, gambler, you know, we're going to talk about after the break are these price cuts now at Ford. But they had the, to do it. On the and it's very, it's depressing because my chapel trust owns Ford. I knew they had to cut it. I said last week they have All to right, cut. Yeah. Uh, because what am I going to say? That Musk is, he's brilliant. And he's hes a rapacious capitalist, right? Like the guys in my box, the guy got bounced by. Ned Siegel. Yeah, yeah, he got down yeah, for yeah. cause. He was fired. He's working on that. Yeah, working yeah. on that. No, I mean, I think Musk is like Henry Ford. Cuts the price, everybody else doesn't do yeah. well. And then Henry Ford gets commoditized and other guys go. But I don't think Musk is going to be is going to be. But Musk destroy. I mean, Musk really set these guys back. It's good. The price cuts are going to make it so that there's just nothing. Special. Yeah, we're going to get to that uh, and what it might mean for inflation, CPI and the Fed. When we come back, uh, the White House ramping up criticism of big oil buybacks as we get a look at futures here coming off the early session lows. Back in a moment. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Ford is increasing production and cutting prices on its electric Mustang Mach-E crossover. It will lower pricing of the Mach-E by an average of $4,500, depending on the model. The reductions range from $600 to $5,900, compared with Tesla's price cuts of up to $13,000 on the Model Y earlier this month. Uh, I think a Ford uh, EV executive, Jim, said, we are not going to cede ground to anyone. Yeah, I think that you have to remember that one of the mantras of... uh 
of Farley is to never lose money on a car. So they must have some margin here for them to make this or else, you know, it's just not in the lineup. It doesn't make money. Uh, my worry here is, is that Ford's quarter and Ford's year uh, are, uh, have been suboptimal. Clearly, the stock was all the way up in the 20s. And a lot of that is just because people think there's going to be a recession. But a lot of that is, is got to start delivering. Uh, it just got to deliver. And that's, uh, they're trying. This is a very big setback because the Mach-E has been a big winner and they're going to put out 30, 40, 50,000 a month. Now, I will say that if you go back to the beginning of the Tesla conference call, Musk does say, look, we can bring them back up probably because we've got so much. I mean, as we can bring the prices up a little. But this is to stop Ford. There's no doubt about it. what Musk was doing was to stop Ford because Farley has real momentum and the Mach-E is not sold through. The F-150 is sold through. I mean, I mean, they have enough demand. But in the F-150 is the star of the lineup. Now, of course, Musk has a truck coming. Odd looking. You, you may be facing, it's a, it's a ways away, but a more robust effort from Toyota, which still, yes. uh, given the change at the top there, um, and the approach that they've had to hybrids versus all EV, and now perhaps going more uh, more significantly mm-hmm. into sort of providing EVs and having, well, I mean, they already have a three and a half million sale target for 2030, Big. but with the new. But the question, you know, you still got, you have these tax credits on EV vehicles. You know, you hope that Ford can qualify. I don't know. Are, is their price going to be above that We're not by sure. which they would qualify? Yeah. I mean, that was one of the keys for Tesla yeah. in terms of that price cut coming down and then being able to offer this or get the $7,500 right. so tax credit. Just the margins are going to be very thin and Ford needs... Remember, Ford's running uh, an ICE, internal combustion engine company, and right. they're that's the thing. running well, EV. The margin point is the key one. And Tesla's, you know, Tesla's got the ability to cut price in that way and still have margin. Yeah. Because putting these things together is just not that hard. No. Well, it's no not like a combustion budget, engine. No dealer network, hardly any debt. Right. I, and Ford's right. got giant pension obligations. They can do something with it with rates where they are, but... Look, it, 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 was, it is still an exciting story because of the F-150, yeah. which is the greatest selling without this, and then it'll, it'll sell here. But the, you know, the Mach-E was kind of, all right, our, you know, Ford's best hope. And it'll still sell, I think, but Musk is just, I mean, the man is somewhat, he, he's somewhat unbeatable when it comes to cars. Uh, last week, Adam Jonas and Morgan Stanley asked a lot of dealers if they'd ever seen a car company cut prices by a fifth across most of their product range, no one could think of a, yeah. a precedent. I mean, he, he, ha- he actually goes back to Henry Ford when he democratized the, the Model T. Yeah, yeah you got to, you know, maybe the Model T was also to keep out everybody. Uh, that was, you know, kind of like Standard Oil. When Standard Oil lowered prices to keep out everybody, but there was no yeah. Standard Oil at 100% of the market. <laughs> Must make one um, 100% of the market. He's not going to have it. No. Um, guys, a, a, a very small part of the market's lucid, but it's worth mentioning this morning because uh, obviously that move up on Friday in part because of a news story. I think it was Betaville that the Saudis, which own as much as 64, 65% of the company already, might want to take it private. A um, couple of things to, to share here. Uh, I mean, the Saudis obviously already control this company. They're spending what up to as much as $3 billion on a production facility for Lucid. They also were a billion of the $1.5 billion at the market offering the company did, remember, not that long right. ago. So 
there's not a big float here, first of all, which is one reason why you get the kind of moves in Lucid that you saw on Friday. Remember, the stock, I think, ended up 43%, but it had been up as much as twice that amount at certain points uh, during the day. Um, I just don't have, at this point, the ability to say whether there's a real effort underway or not. Um, But clearly, the Saudis already own a lot and put even more to work. One question, though, is why you wouldn't want to have access to the public markets. Like, being fully private, I'm not quite sure how much that helps you. Lucid would think would want access to the capital markets as a public company. Uh, That confused me. What's the point? You you need to raise money. Uh, Right, so the the Saudis Saudis are are just going to fund all the losses from here? Yeah, Yeah, let's just lose more money because we can afford to lose money? That's not capitalism. No. uh, So that's a worthwhile question. But we're going to keep a close eye on shares of Lucid. This is not an insignificant market cap at $22-plus billion now. One of the few not really great short squeezes so far that have been engineered by hedge funds decide to stay short, and it looks like that they're play a lot like the Bengals right then last <laughs> hey let's just kick them on their down see how that works sorry there's reps uh, we'll get Kramer's mad dash countdown to the opening bell take one more look here at uh, the pre-market on a Monday uh, that uh, on a week that's just going to get busier don't go anywhere with the Wells Fargo active cash credit card you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need that means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Kind of the calm before the storm here ahead of uh, the events later this week, whether it's earnings, central banks, or labor data. But we did get a surprise contraction in German GDP uh, earlier this morning. Uh, stocks in Europe and in the U.S. challenged ahead of the open, which is coming up in five minutes. Don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. All right, we get started with trading a little less than two minutes from now. Time to squeeze in a mad dash. American Express. Here's one I really like. Uh, Steve Squirrel put up some great numbers. Millennials taking the, they're really the, become the leaders behind those who want America's best car. But here's what's so interesting to me. We had one, two, three, four price target raises. But three of the analysts have it as a hold, and the fourth has it as a sell. So at what point do these people break whatever negativity they have and come and come positive. That's why you want to stay long this, because one of these four is going to blink. I think maybe it's Moshe Orenbach and Credit Suisse who's got to sell on it. That seems that's a suboptimal situation. Piper Sandler, maybe it's them. Maybe it's Barclays. Maybe it's BMO. But one of them is going to break it and the stock's going to break out. Well, you can't stay negative. It already thing. has, hasn't it? Look at that move. No, no it's that's David. That's nothing. That's nothing. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about a run to the Super Bowl. I'm not talking about bounce from the NFC, you know, from the NFC championship. Oh. Talking right. about something for real. Of this group, is is this the name that you favor? I now do because MasterCard and Visa are overloved and all the fintechs uh, have become, uh, let's just say, fodder for recognition that when rates go up, can't be in them. A lot of people feel in America, especially have a lot of bad debt. I think they don't misunderstand. It's really become far more of a travel leisure play for millennials yeah. than it is a small business debt play. Because that is that's even a story today in the journal about you know banks uh, worrying about bad debt. You know, yeah, it's 2008 all over again because someone didn't pay for their car. 
Let the banks lend. They're not even allowed to lend. If you see Capital One's quarter, it was great. The journalists, the journalists are very, very much with a 2008 storyline. And they'll go with that. They'll go with that until people forget 2008. <laughs> There's the opening bell, and Brett filling in here, mostly red. At the big board today, Live Oak Bank Shares celebrating its transfer to the NYSE. At the NASDAQ, New Amsterdam Pharma focused on therapies for cardiometabolic disease. Jim, uh, to your point about the consumer, uh, SoFi with a double beat, up pre-market. Uh, yeah, I just text uh, Anthony Noto t- uh, because I think this was a remarkable quarter. We've been waiting for this quarter. I mean, you know what he g- he gave you? The, the, look, the big thing that, and I don't like the actual deck that he has. He's still emphasizing signups as if it's a club, and that's fine. But he had uh, nice some nice EBITDA numbers. Seven second quarter of record adjusted net revenue generated uh, EBITDA. Now, David, I'm sure when you get that net rev generated added. You know, you're not a big fan of like adjusted EBITDA. No, I think it's something everyone needs to be aware of. Right. It's used all the time, I and know. the analysts accept it. You um, see it in Caterpillar. But you got to you got to make sure you understand what's being adjusted for, and it, that is typically in the footnotes. Right now, is this? Do you think the adjusted EBITDA is, is from the the pre GE, the old GE <laughs> handbook? Where'd that get started? It's been the last number of years. Jeff, Jeff, last number of years. Was more a lot of the tech companies, you know, and, I wasn't going to say particularly his name, adjusting for stock-based comp, and because that's not right, really, right. you know, part, never, you what will that, that be when stocks all go down? You have to start paying people with actual money. That's a key question. Well, we'll talk Salesforce later in the show. They, yeah, David. we'll talk Salesforce in a little while. But we yeah. can even we can even talk it now if you want. That's up to you, David. <laughs> really? Yeah. Something is up to me. Okay, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, let's. Well, I'm gracious and you're graciously uh, giving me the floor for 30 seconds. The Cheap gentleman shot. from Queens. Cheap shot, gentleman. From you know, you hit me. You're going to hit me out of bounds. I'm going to tell you, you're going to ruin your game. Listen, man, you're going to the Super Bowl, all right? You know. Meanwhile, I got a one-way ticket to Palookaville. Um, no noise. You always switch your allegiance. I mean, I don't know. It's, you see the first colors in the, Super, in the Empire State Building? <laughs> yeah. Celebrate your... I, I think that was horrible. Okay. I, I want All the right. person just, who decided like on that... I'd like to go if I can put it past you. To if, be, that, if that had happened to be in spoken Philly, to sternly, be trouble. To be spoken to very sternly. That's not right. I was not hit. I also Did they told... not know where the Empire State Building is located? Did they think somehow they'd been transported to they Philadelphia? Com- I think they thought it was the, the Comcast building. building. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk Salesforce for a minute uh, because, you know, a lot of activity last week, obviously. Stock has actually done pretty well during this period of activity. They add those three board members, Jim. The question is, well, there are many, but, you know, is Elliott going to actually get even more board refreshment? Would they be willing to go to a proxy fight? Can't remember the last proxy fight Elliott went to. It's been quite some time. It does appear Mr. Benioff has been more than willing to engage with any and all of these activists, whether it be starting off with Starboard, where we know they had constructive talks, although Jeff Smith didn't end up on the board. Jeff Oven, who I'd mentioned, smaller position, but nonetheless a well-known activist. His old firm, Value Act, Mason Morfitt, ends up on the board. And then you've got Elliot, uh, leaving Elliot at this point. But you've got three new directors who will take their seats beginning of March. And Mason Morfitt's presence, certainly as an activist, as somebody who was involved at Microsoft, for example, it's got to be seen as a fairly significant one. Maybe they've done enough here where they can say to Elliot, we're happy to talk, but you're not going to really get that far. And we're happy to even do more board, board refreshment. 
but you're not going to win a proxy fight if you choose I, to go to it. Well, I, I tell you, I, Mark's approaching this as I think the most CEOs should as a playbook. And the playbook TDS is, boy, I'd like to talk to the Elliott people. I bet you they have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. I think I can probably learn from them, become better at my job. If they have really good ideas, I will certainly embrace them. I mean, Mark is, I, look, he's more Zen-like than most CEOs. And, and Carl, when you speak to Benioff, Benioff is like, oh, wow, every one of these people, including the quote from Elliot, they love the product and they want to help me sell it better. And I think that how could you ask for more than that? It, that's what he says. This was your point on Friday that you thought it would be more of a dialogue than some other instances of activist yeah, pressure. I mean, I think that Mark is one of those people that says to, he'll say to Elliot, you know what? You and I share a love of what, of what I have. Right. I want to know myself how to do better. I want the stock higher. I need your help. He goes in with the, you know how like it's like they usually say, hey, listen, you know, we don't really have time for you, but you got, it's the other way with him. It's like, please, I need your help. Uh, come in. Here's everything. What do you have? Can I see the white paper? Maybe there's some great ideas. Um, and I think it takes people aback that he's. And like, it may wow. be. And by the way, Shirley, sometimes you don't want to be locked up. Remember, you take a board seat, you get locked up. You may want to be in a position That's where you can be point. more flexible with your, with your own, point. with what you I know own. They, they like it. Uh, I've not seen And the Elliott perspective, and again, this is still evolving. You know, Mason Morphin may be viewed by them. I mean, he may do what they would have done already. So That's a very good point. Um, it but, bears watching. I think it's interesting. Do you think part of this process will end, Jim, with Benioff agreeing to some sort of, hey, you know what, I've got to. We've got to sort of really annoy a successor. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that if you look what Elliot would most like, I, I think Jeff, Jeff, I think Starboard, it's like, could you please give us a plan? We know that with Brett Taylor, you ha- you were grooming someone. And then you lost the person you groomed. You had Keith Block, former co-CEO. Although it was never clear that he was being groomed, no, Keith, was it? Can, and Keith, as much as I like Keith, was not, he right. was not anointed. But, but definitely, I mean, when I had Taylor, when I, you know, I met with Taylor, uh, at Salesforce, at, at Dreamforce, and you know, there was no doubt about it. Taylor was the guy, and it, it, well, I think there was also no doubt that he let Mark Benioff down. Now, when you go through this thing with with against Musk and you win, it's a big deal. But that so then I think they want Mark to continue the process. I think Mark Benioff feels, hey, listen, I got blindsided. What? Tell me what to do. I really need your help. And I, these guys, again, they're not used to a billionaire, a very successful business person who's built this thing saying, hey, you know what? Thank you for buying my stock. And now I can we sit down and you really tell me what I need to do better? And no one's used to that. They're taking it back. Like maybe, the, you know, and they might say, well, listen, stop the commercials. We don't need the Matthew McConaughey commercials. Will, Will, I've been at a dinner with Will when he suggested like 10 ideas to Mark. And Mark is scribbling them down. They say, like, we don't want him involved. Well, wait a second. Like, well, I am a very intimidating figure when you meet, meet with him. So, like, forget it. Matthew McConaughey, I, you know, my wife sat next to him. We'll have to get a hold of Lisa. <laughs> By the way, Morgan Stanley ups their CRM target a little bit. They go to 236. Yeah, there we go. Also at Morgan Stanley today, an upgrade of Colgate, Jim, on a day where the staples are really the only thing working. Yeah, I, that one is uh, very, very strange because Colgate's quarter was awful. Uh, so, I mean, maybe you can just say, listen, we're waiting for an awful one. Uh, but that's the ticket. You could. I mean, remember you did Mills. have Dan, Dan Loeb is there, speaking of activists, not in an activist posture, at least wasn't initially. Right. Although had, there had been talk about, hey, split the company, you know, get the 
Pet, get the Hills. Hills get is the hills been losing food, share yeah. to General Mills to Blue Buff. You can just go to Petco and see how small they are. Um, David, I do have a, I do have a, a Colgate uh, toothbrush that I bought for I think close to hundred dollars. It's called the Hum, and you can set it up to be to run with your wireless with your handheld. Now there, wait. I question. Maybe I, I don't need help. Yeah, I want to like. like Wow. Turn my toothbrush on. I mean, no, I just not really no, as, can, as helpful as I thought. No, now, they'll not. say, Jim, if you had read the directions better, you would realize it actually does help. But like this yesterday when it kept saying you're, on my watch, your decibel's too loud. Get out. Your decibel's too loud. I'm like, no, no. I say, no, you see, at Siri, I'm at a ball game. And just bring Apple Watch close to your mouth and make your request. I'm at a ball game. Um, there. Steve Cahillane, who runs uh, uh, Chairman and uh, as president and CEO of Kellogg has been named to the Colgate board. Oh, that is also well, that's starting 200 performers first. together. Well, not I mean, you know, Paris noting he is oh. he is the, he literally just broke up his company. Change right? agent. Change Kellogg. Agent. Yep. That's a, so, one of the breakups that's done nothing. Again, Colgate resisted the idea of splitting the company. You pointed out that Hills may not be doing as well it's as not. people would like it to be. But there still is this breakup scenario out there. Loeb still does own a billion dollars worth of stock or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, anyway. Well, is your point that, that they might break up or that they're getting better? I don't really know that I have a point here. But no, no, you can't say that because that demeans our brand. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My point would be that it bears watching. How's that? I like it. That they're, it bears watching. watching. Good yeah, so that it still know, could develop. You know, no, what you do when you're that, that the initial foray from Mr. Loeb was very soft, but it could get a bit tougher. Well, I is mean, that something? Right, but you see you're going when, when you look at the sum the SOTP, the You sum don't of the believe parts, the sum of the parts of Colgate adds up to anything. No. I mean, maybe it can it's a very expensive stock. You know, David, it could go one way, it could go the other. There you go. Some people might be surprised, other people won't. <laughs> He's not alone. Um, Chips, Jim, uh, this report that Samsung, I know you've been talking oh about them God, for a I'm long time, uh, may consider cutting production. The journal has this pretty good look at the, just the historic nature of this glut right now. Well, Samsung's the, is the, they really are the, they, they're the, the ones who have created the glut. I mean, they've been unwilling to cut back. They keep buying machines. They've been uh, the bane of Micron's existence. And David, I got to tell you, if Samsung cuts back, then Micron should be bought because Samsung has ruined their margins and gotten away with it long enough. But again, what do you do when you have a competitor that's willing to sell below cost in order to try to wipe you out? What do we think of that? What do you do? I'm yeah. not sure what you do. He's not sure. No, I mean, you well, go to Ford, the FTC and complain. I don't no, know what you do. FTC complain about Korea? Yeah. No. You never do that. World Trade Organization? What do you, what do, you do? WTO? Yeah. Go to WTO. How about you just get your head handed to you? Maybe that's what happens. You know? Well, that has been what's happened. Maybe they're concussed. They're in the blue tent, Micron. You, need to, you definitely got to have Samsung blink. We're going to get NXP soon. And those shares still well, close to five-month highs. Well, they're it's auto and your field communications. And that's held up better. The auto is just really, you know... They're still ramping up production because they finally have the chips. It's not, a, people keep saying it's NXP's fault. From what I can tell, it is not NXP's fault that there's been a chip shortage. But uh, look, they, they just, that one deserves to be up. I think the others are, 
are, are more questionable. I know AMD is going to have to pull a rabbit out of the hat because people just keep saying that Intel, we haven't talked about Intel, uh, Intel could really hurt uh, AMD. I would say, this is Susquehanna note, that, a, that it turned out in the last quarter that AMD, which I thought had de-emphasized PCs, still got caught with a PC wrap. We've not seen the gains yet of Xilinx, which would really help them. They bought Xilinx, David. You know, they paid a lot of money for Xilinx. Yes, they did. And so far, it's not diversified them enough away from the, uh, I don't know, but, the catastrophe that is but, Intel. I don't but, know what to call it. But, but the, the line of thinking is that in, um, AMD will eventually put the hurt on Intel through data center. That's well, the next point. Yeah, well, look, I mean, Intel talks a bad story, but it's worse. That, uh, let me tell you something. On that call, that was one nice man. He sh- it shone through the call. I mean, look, it was an apology call. What are you going to do? Hey, we didn't make the playoffs. No, actually, we didn't even get in the... Th- I, don't, I don't even know what metaphor to use. That was a good line, actually. We're worse than we lost. used to be? No, talk's a bad game, but it's worse. Well, at the quarter, was like, he's still saying, listen, we're competitive, we're competitive, we're competitive. We're going to do three nano in uh, next year. I mean, no, why? Pat, listen to me. Maybe close watch of the show. Or maybe he's a tech check guy. Pat, listen to me. You can be both. Stop it with the forecast. Just put your head to the ground and say, listen, I'm going to do my best. On to Cincinnati. Not going to talk about it. Don't set yourself up. This man overpromises and underdelivers since he got the job. It's enough. It's enough and it must end. This is what Gelsinger told us on Friday. Take a listen. And what we've seen is, uh, you know, customers carried a fair amount of inventory in Q3 and Q4 for the back to school and the holiday refresh. Obviously, as they come into the new year and the macro situation for their business, major inventory adjustments. We're selling into our customers well below their sellout rates in their businesses. So it will be the biggest single quarter of inventory correction that we see in the marketplace literally in our history. Well, we'll find out uh, because uh, we we need to know exactly what HP has to say. I mean, you know, the HP Inc. reports until the end of February. But uh, again, I think that that Pat Gelsky correctly describes the inventory glut, but doesn't describe how it would end. So he basically says, look, we have back to school. You know, no kidding. I mean, the fact is, is that they keep pumping. Uh, They haven't cut back production. Uh, they haven't developed the right chips for the next generation. And remember, it's not just AMD. NVIDIA is, is the Trojan horse of this period, which is that everyone thought they were just working on gaming chips, but they're really high-performance chips. And then it turns out I would call them THP, too high-performance, yeah. because the U.S. government has to try to figure out how not to get the best ones in their hand. But you know, look, they make it a little bit on every chat. GPT, you know, like, NVIDIA makes a little have you been playing with it at all? Chat G- GPT? Have you been, I have not been, no. Well, you know, you can say an ode to, and we, we've done every single eagle. There's no more left. I mean, but I, you I can, did read Maureen Dowd's I, column yesterday in which she had Shakespeare uh, it quoting yeah, or well, coming I, up with Shakespearean poems. Well, my, one of my colleagues, um, uh, Heather Gaines, who was at the game yesterday, he asked me, 11 years uh, producer, said, Jim, who do you want to interview? And I said, I'd like to interview Gandhi. So I said, you know, welcome to the show, Mr. Gandhi. And I said, do you have any favorite stocks? And he said, well, I'd really like to talk about world peace. And I said, no, that's great. What do you think of the market here? So it was kind of. So what was the point of you interviewing Gandhi if you just wanted to talk to him about the market? No, that was the computer generated. I would have asked Gandhi about, uh, uh, about peaceful 
resistance, but the, the Oh, you the mean it was chat. having the conversation between you weren't yeah. yourself? It, it, was it was you have Jim Cramer interview Gandhi. Yeah, so when I interviewed Gandhi oh. in that world And they think you're just a dollar sign. Right. Gandhi I I was not Gandhi wanted to talk about what it was like hunger strikes here, world right. peace. Okay. And, and I was asking him about whether he yeah, thinks the markets to the PE is too high. Understood. You're like I Shopify, buy, sell, or hold. Right. I get it. Right. I, he, I had a series of stuff. I mean, it was... Chat uh, GPT knows who you are. It knows who I am and yeah. also knows how limited I am as a person. <laughs> you even are a person. <laughs> Musk still thinks you're a simulation. Working our way back to the flat line after a down pre-market, let's get to Bob Bassani. Morning, Bob. Yeah, we're off the lows, still down 16%, a little bit of a risk-off day. You take a look, what's risk-off? You want to look at ARC, uh, you want to look at semiconductors, you want to look at metals and mining. Those are the three classic risk-on, and they're all down today. And defensive stuff, healthcare, uh, Merck, Humana's up, uh, Procter's up in the consumer staple group. Why are we down? Well, the data out of Europe wasn't great. The Spanish CPI was a little higher than expected. But overall, you know, the, look, it's going to be a tough setup here. We've had a big move up. The Fed is not going to come out and say, we declared victory against inflation. They're, they're going to say there's a lot of work to be done. And they don't want the market to think they're going to be cutting rates at the end of the year. They're going to Throw more water on that. It's a little bit of a tough setup. Then you just saw, see what Jim was talking about, these huge advances in tech stocks that we've seen this year. I mean, Google's up 11 or 12 percent. NVIDIA's up like 35 percent on the year. Uh, AMD has been up huge uh, on the month. Uh, uh, it's up uh, a big amount, some 13, 14 percent. So th- there's a lot of little room here to breathe for the next few days. The important thing is the trend, though. We keep drawing these trend lines, and I hope you've all gotten the message here. Basically, last week, the middle of last week, we broke through that long-term downtrend that started with the highs in January of the last year and lower lows, lower highs. That's what a downtrend is. And we're breaking through that. And yes, technical analysis matters in this, no matter what you think about it. People are pointing that out. Look at the strong start. What you want to look for is are more stocks advancing than declining? That's the sign of a stronger market. Uh, the S&P is up about 6%. The advanced decline line for the NYSE is the highest since going back to September. That means a lot more stocks are advancing. 66% of the S&P 500 is above its 200-day moving average. Which you wonder, is that a little, a lot? Above 50 is good. Above 60% is really good. Above 70% above the 200-day moving average. Well, that's arguably, you're, you're getting into bull market territory in one way or another. Uh, the other thing that's really important is just how broad the rally has been been. Value stocks are up this month, but so are growth stocks. The S&P is up almost 6% on the month. And the high beta stuff, this is usually this is stuff that will move more than the market does by definition of what high beta is. Uh, and But it's really moving a lot more than the market. This is often technology stocks. You can see up 16%. The point is the breadth of the market is really, really wide, strong, no matter how you particularly advance it. One thing we could use is a few more new highs. We don't have a lot of them. Uh, on Friday, we only had a small handful of new highs. Caterpillar, GE, a bunch of the big global industrials, Borg Warner uh, were breaking out, URI was breaking out. Uh, so one or two steel stocks were up. Uh, one or two retail stocks were up. Uh, Starbucks hit a new high. We'll keep an eye on that because we're going to get earnings shortly. And a couple of insurance names like Chubb. That's not a big list overall. So the point is, I, I don't think the market is necessarily overbought. There's a lot of room to hit new highs here. None of them are tech stocks here. Here's the big earnings for next week. Uh, this week, remember, folks, we've got a big number here. Cat, UPS, and then AMD, Alphabet, Amazon, all the big names uh, a little bit later on in the week. We'll keep an eye on that. Remember, there's no big gotcha here. The market can still advance. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob, seeing a bit about Bassani this morning. As we go to break, let's uh, watch bonds. Got the two-year back to four and a quarter this morning. As the data flow this week is going to be very heavy. Tomorrow, Chicago PMI, 
Later in the week, ADP, Jolts, ISM Manufacturing, of course, the jobs number, and that doesn't include the central bank decisions that we'll get. Dow's down 26. Jim, what's on Matt tonight? All right, Prologis. Uh, this is a warehouse company, but it's a logistic company, but it also very close to e-com. I'm trying to figure out whether e-commerce is really slowing. People are raising their price in some part of e-commerce, the Shopify. Yep. You have to go to someone like, like Hummy. Why? Because you need an independent arbiter. Because everybody says they're doing great when it comes to e-commerce. Never been better. Never been better. E-commerce. I'm really doing well. You know? We're like, never better. E-commerce. Never better. Never better. Never better. We'll know more by the end of the week. We will. One oh, way or the other. Oh, yes. Got the soup. We, got, we, have the, we have the championships, AFC and NFC championships. Don't want to say the big game. Uh, Jim, we'll see you tonight. Mad Money, of course, 6 p.m. Eastern time. As we're in a tight range at the open here, Dow down about 26, circling right around 40.50. Don't go away. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash Active Cash.